Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings, listeners. It's a new edition of What You Shouldn't Be Missing. You're tuned in to the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm excited to host this week's edition of Talking with T. Hold on to your seats because you're in for a treat. As the TWT team brings you trending news, hot topics, interviews, new music, and much, much more. Today is September 18th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, the beautiful and talented actress Jada Pinkett Smith, new edition member Ricky Bell, Tawanda Braxton of the Singing Braxton Sisters, and actress-singer Holly Robinson-Pete. Today on the national calendar is recognized as National Cheeseburger Day, as well as National HIV slash AIDS and Aging Awareness Day. It is also recognized for the establishment of the United States Air Force. On this date in history, Fritz Pollard becomes the first black to play professional football for a major team, the Akron Indians. He was also the first black to play in the Rose Bowl. The theme this month is Do Something September, and you have been encouraged to stop being idle and stop being complacent. Get up, get out, and do something. Do something to impact your community or your own life. Well done is better than well said. Today's happy highlights include a brave eight-year-old boy who rescued five people in a span of 48 hours. First, Young Stephen Williams was out kayaking when he spotted three tourists stranded on a rock. He got his rubber dinghy and towed them back to the shore. Two days later, he saw two teenagers stranded on the same rock and they were whistling and waving to get his attention. He helped them out as well. This was along the coastline of New Quay, Wales, and it's a popular tourist spot. Stephen hopes to one day be a member of the lifeboat cruise. My second happy highlight is about millionaire Mark Bell, who opened the doors to his $30 million mansion and took in 70 foster kids that were displaced due to Hurricane Irma. The kids had spent five days in a shelter before finding out their home did not have power. He took them in and had manicures for the little girls, a balloon guy to entertain them, and a singer to sing songs with them during dinner. They also played pool and air hockey and arcade games. He and his wife hope that one day, the kids will look back at their kindness and want to help someone else. Keep it where it's at, I'll be right back. You're listening to Talking With T. Yes. No money, no cars. She was there when I only had bars. 
so amazing She got me, she by my side, can't nobody stop me So sexy, so real Let's go. When we together, time gets key It's with her neck, her back She know I put it down just like that I'm good, she good She in school, I'm in the hood Getting money, so we can make it I keep it 100, I can't fake it She kiss me, I kiss her When she miss me, I miss her So much joy is what she brings Got your boy out looking for that ring Jets are private, yep. got a little money now, lands in islands, oh. and I'm the king, baby girl, I take you there and make it feel like a dream, yeah. uh-huh. and I'm for real, she make me feel so good, yeah, my girl, that deal, Let's go. and we off the chain, she let her spend that bread, cause my money insane, and she loves the beat, she like the way the waves look, in the water on the feet, <laughs> we be kissing too, late night, hot tub, yeah, we do what we do, you see it? And I'm so grown, I don't play no games, turn house to a home. Yep. And she love my kids, King uh-huh. James, I'm the man, cause look what I did. I well, I'm excited today to introduce you to a new member of the TWT team. He is well-spoken, but outspoken. So today we have Mr. Lincoln Farkinson, who is known to say what others won't. So check out today's newest segment of I've Been Thinking with Lincoln. Lincoln, welcome to the Talking with T team. I'm excited to bring you on the show. And let's start by sharing with the audience a little bit about yourself. Hello, hello. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I thank you for, and I'm humbled to be here and share my thoughts on Talking with T. So I am a director of the Newark College Institute based in Newark, New Jersey, and it is a program that's housed within Rutgers University in Newark, and it is a career development program for college students. So we are the last okay. rung on the ladder uh, as a student has theoretically went through a pipeline of, career, uh, of college and into the career, hopefully from uh, middle school or grade school. By the time they get to me, they are ready now um, in college, and then now is my job to get them ready to enter the workforce to be competitive and to pursue a career of their dreams, not just to put them in a job, but really help them focus on what they ultimately want to do with their life, what is their final end goal in life, and help them reach that uh, through their career. Okay, so we're like-minded in that, and actually that's how we met because we're in the same pipeline and dealing with students who are often underrepresented in colleges or careers and trying to just do our part to see what we can make happen for these kids. But today uh, I want to talk to you because in my dealings with Lincoln, like I told y'all, he's a little outspoken and will say what others won't, and I thought that might add a little spice to the show and our first conversation together is probably going to be a little controversial but hey that's why you're here so i (laughs) i recently read an article in the root that released the results of a poll and it stated that 31 percent of americans agreed with the following statement 
America must protect and preserve its white European heritage. Okay, put a pin in that. And then what was even more crazy is that 39% of people polled agreed that white people are under attack in this country. Now, I know I have a problem with those statements, but I'm I'm curious, Lincoln, as to what you're thinking. Okay, so for the record, I don't think I have an issue with those statements per se. I mm-hmm. think they're just a wake-up call reminder of where we are in this country and our place in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that whenever we pay attention to what a majority, quote-unquote, the, the majority is thinking, that only reasserts that they are the majority because if they weren't important, we really wouldn't be talking about it. So mm-hmm. we're we're acknowledging, and the root is taking this whole article because they feel that their the white opinion really counts and really matters, and that's why we're even entertaining this conversation. So I just want to put that out to that. I, I'm not upset by the poll, but I think that the fact that we're talking about it kind of reinforces white superiority in many ways. So we so I think we need to really think about how we're approaching this co- this topic. So the other part to this is that we have to recognize that we we live in the United States, right? And so and we and we have a, a perception based on our own personal histories and our collective histories. But that we can't expect others to see that. So right. for, for if you were if we if me and you were white, we would probably feel the same way as every other white person feels. Like why are they talking about us? What's going on? Why are they why is every time we turn around we're being called racist and we're call, being called this and we're being called that? Again, I'm not trying to say that they're right. I'm just trying to make sure that if we are going to try to live together, then we have to be able to understand each other's perspectives. If we're constantly All right. you get what I'm saying? So that's so I, I think do. that so I think that you know sometimes we get into these discussions, and my personal stance is that we need to have our own. That's that's always been my personal stance. I am a Booker T. Washington, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey type of person. Okay, that those are my personal heroes, and I believe that. If you don't like what somebody else is doing, you go out and make your own way. If you don't if you don't like what others are saying or doing, you dismiss that. And you do what you gotta do. You know and. That's me. I think that we need to have our own place. We need to have our own country. We need to have our own city. We need to have our own things. But if we're not going to do that, then we have to figure out a way to coexist. And, you know, and now looking at this poll and realizing that white people feel victimized, if we're going to try to coexist, that makes sense to go to them and, and help them understand why they should not feel victimized. You know, okay. and at the same time, go to them and say, "I understand why you think you you are victimized." But but Lincoln, like the article, Lincoln, I'm Lincoln. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Lincoln. Lincoln. Uh huh. <laughs> A lot of what you're saying makes sense and it's uh-huh. intelligent because you are. Uh-huh. But let me just break this down a little bit from my perspective. Number one, uh-huh. go ahead. This whole preserving the white European heritage is puzzling to me because America has been, still is, and is growing more of a melting pot. Now, if they're going to, how do you preserve something that didn't solely exist in the beginning? Mm -hmm. 
But the other thing you said is that we need to seek to understand their perspective. I don't know how to understand crazy (laughs) because (laughs) they, you know, when I think about people under attack, when I think about some of the other stories that we have to share way too often about the oppression and the removal of opportunity for people of color in this country, in my opinion, that would be more along the definition of a people being under attack. Now, to your point, to your point, they may feel that way because they have blinders on in a way, you know, of what's going on or their mind is sheltered to what they've been trained to believe. And I have many white friends who would disagree with those who uh, were in this 31% or this 39% Mm -hmm. because, you know, although they don't attempt to understand, they can obviously see the apparent racism and prejudices Mm -hmm. and biases that are going on in our country. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe maybe I'm a little too defensive because I'm tired of trying to understand something that yeah. my brain just isn't wired to comprehend. The the reality is is that it, it's like any other person that you meet, right? Or any other, you know, student that you that you run into. You know, they talk right. about, Oh, I'm struggling, oh I'm and you know, you're looking at them like, like what struggle have you been through? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, right. You, but you, what you do with those students, you extend a level of grace to them because they don't have a clue what they're talking about. They think okay. they do, but they really don't. And so, right. you know, you have to kind of look at this the same way. It's hard because as a collective group, they have done so much to us and that how can you look past it, which is, goes back to my central point, is that why even try to deal with them? <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I'm just – my puzzlement is really not at them. Because a dog is going to bark, okay? That is what it yeah. does. And so you okay. can't get mad at a dog for barking when that's all it's been doing all its life. So what you do is you say, you know what, I'm just not going to get another dog. That's how you do that. You know, when, you live, at, you know, when you live in that home with your mom and, you know, your mom is saying this is my house, this is my house, and if you don't like it, get out. And you're saying, you're constantly saying it's not fair. But guess what? That's their house. So what you do, you say, you know what, I'm just going to move and get my own house and that'd be it. So what we have... Oh, yeah, done, you did mention that we need our own things, right? That's what our you own do, places, because, our own space. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're going to constantly come back to these conversations. We have been coming back and forth to this conversation since we were able to have them month emancipation. Now, now we've been having it since 1865. Like, come on. We've constantly been having these conversations about what white folks have done, white folks are doing, and white folks need to change. Uh, mm-hmm. the sun is still going to rise, <laughs> you know, because it's the sun. Right. The dog is still going to bark because the dog, and white folks are always going to feel like it's superior because that's just in their DNA to be that way. Okay. I don't care how liberal they are. I don't care how nice they are to you. Okay. The reality is there's always going to be some inkling with superiority complex because that's just how they're raised to be and they don't nothing else. And you can't be mad at that. You just have to accept that's the fact. So the question here is when the per- so that's why I'm not surprised by the poll because the poll is just showing how they feel. Some are just willing to admit that this is how they feel. Same reason why Trump got elected. Some people is not going to say they voted for Trump, but the reality is they do feel as though there needs to be a change. Now, and and that doesn't mean. And again, I'm not saying that 
voting for Trump means that they were white racist either. But I'm just telling you is that they wanted something. And they're, not everyone is going to be open to admit that they're going to vote for Trump to get what they want. And just like not everyone's going to admit to say that they feel victimized or they feel. So that 31% or that 39 is, is actually probably much higher than it really is. And, yeah. And I guarantee if you if you ask the right questions to even those white liberals or your white friends, they will admit to certain things as well, not realizing that they're they're admitting to the very same things that that thirty one percent is also. So it, it's and it, and again, it's not personal. I don't take it personal. I just mm-hmm. recognize this is what it is. And so to me, you know, I tend not to have these. Ish, these conversations, like the root is having, I think, is, first of all, I'm not a big fan of the root anyway because it's not well written, to be quite honest, all the time. But I think that don't be hating on my media source going to do. And this is a class I always <laughs> I always ask my people. I say, okay, let's say if everything you said is absolutely correct, what now? And everybody yeah. just everybody just stops because you don't know what to do after that. Okay, so you know, white folks is is, is crazy. They they did all this stuff. They I can't believe they you're absolutely right. Everything you said was hundred percent right. Now what? You still gotta go to work. They own all the businesses. And if they don't own the business, they own the policies that that, that bind your business. Okay. Oh yeah, you're in a lane now. Yeah. <laughs> so right. They they you're own right. the money, the the financial systems that you borrow from, your you the currency that you that you use, that's their system. It doesn't matter how, you know, so you, you're, no matter how angry or upset you're going to be, at the end of the day, you're still here. And as long as you're still here, you're going, that tells me that you have, that you're willing to deal with it. So, if you're going to stay here, and if you're going to deal with it, what I suggest you do, understand where they're coming from, and try to find a way to work through it like you would in any relationship. Okay. Well, I tell you what, I encourage the listeners actually to read the entire article, because in it, Regardless of how it's written, mm-hmm. uh, it deals, it, it does shed some light on some data. You know, it deals with life expectancy, employment, right. wealth, absolutely. criminal justice, you know, in, income, economic opportunity, absolutely. education. So after reviewing the information, mm-hmm. um, and if our listeners have an opinion or want to put in their two cents, they can call in area code 865-409-1170. Um, and for, I guess, for now, our time is up. So I've enjoyed thinking with Lincoln, and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm in it now. I understand what's going on there. I'm here. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Now put your ears on blast. This will go real fast as I bring you our Monday Minute Quick Bits. Tamar Braxton says she's retiring from music. Uh, Okay. Here's a story we don't see too often. A casino in East St. Louis was robbed. Three men with assault rifles entered the Casino Queen around 2.15 in the morning that ended with the three men getting away and a security guard being injured. Now, I'm a bit confused about the firing of Thomas Davis, who was an assistant football coach at Mesa Middle School in Roswell, New Mexico. Evidently, he had been getting on to the players about using offensive language, especially the N-word. He approached the head coach, Gabriel Flores, about the situation and was told it was not his job to reprimand the players. Well, the two of them ended up getting into a fight and 911 had to be called. Both coaches were asked to leave the field, 
But while Flores kept his job, Davis did not. A Nigerian man scams U.S. companies out of $3,700,000 and was sentenced to only 46 months in prison. He did so by creating email accounts that looked like company executives instructing employees to wire money wherever he wanted. He was originally facing 30 years, but had some really good attorneys, which I'm sure he could afford. Although we have many stories where we feel justice was not served, to the contrary, a former guard at Rikers Island, Brian Cole, was sentenced to 30 years in prison for kicking an inmate while he was ill and restrained. Ronald Spear, the inmate, was pinned down by other guards while Cole kicked him to death. Seattle Seahawks defensive end Michael Bennett says he will sue the Las Vegas Police Department after an incident at the Cromwell Casino in which it was believed gunshots were heard. After people got outside, Bennett was confronted by the police stating that all of a sudden he heard someone say get on the ground and their guns were drawn. He said he told the officers he was Michael Bennett of the Seattle Seahawks, but the officer said, shut the F up before I blow your head off. Then the officers Googled him to confirm who he was and oh, did things change, but not before upsetting a terrified Bennett. I guess the apple indeed doesn't fall far from the tree, as it is reported that Jeffrey Sandusky, son of former Penn State football coach Jerry Sandusky, pled guilty to 14 counts of child sexual abuse. Jeffrey Sandusky's father, Jerry Sandusky, was convicted five years ago of sexually abusing boys over a 15 year span. You can read the details to this sad case of Like Father, Like Son under today's show tab on www.talkingwitht.com. All right, well, the TWT team is back together. I have with me Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam, as we cover trending news and hot topics. One of the hottest stories trending in the news was the mysterious death of Kanika Jenkins, a 19-year-old who was found dead in a hotel freezer after going to a party with some friends. And there were so many theories floating around social media that it almost overshadowed the fact that a young lady was dead and a family was grieving. Now, many people blamed her friends, from some of them accusing the friends of setting her up for the murder to some being angry that her friends left her while she was in an intoxicated state. I even heard that the hotel had her killed to sell her organs on the black market. The police has since released a video showing her wandering around almost like, you know, incoherently, and she was staggering in an area of the hotel that should have been actually off limits to the public. The video, however, did not show her going into the freezer, so that's still puzzling. Now, I feel like, this is me personally, I feel like the delay in releasing the details contributed to the numerous theories and speculations surrounding her death because people just had too much time not knowing, and they started kind of making things up. Now, again, right now, there are a lot of theories and speculations, and at this point, they are just that. But the FBI has been called in to take over the investigation, of course, Protesters continue to gather outside the Crown Plaza where the incident took place. And her mother is confused uh, about a couple of things. One, the timeline of events, 
and she believes there's more to the story than what has been shared so far. So without spending a lot of time, I am curious about what you two think about this whole Kanika Jenkins story and her turning up in this hotel freezer. It's a really weird situation because, um, again, as you said, it's it's gotten quite popular, if I can use that word, on social media. You have all of these conspiracy theorists. You have uh, even a segment of people who are comparing the stills from the video to actual pictures of Kanika Jenkins saying that the young lady in the video is, quote, thicker than Kanisha Jenkins. And then even down to the rips and the jeans, so on and so forth. It, oh, Lord. Like you said, it, it's really crazy and it's really puzzling. But as you said, at the end of the day, there is a, uh, there is a mother family who's grieving and a mother who wants answers at the death of her child. Right. You yeah, know, I've been, I've been home like, uh, Law and Order, SVU, CSI, uh, uh, Blue Bloods. I've been like on, <laughs> on it like, Everything like I don't know, and the more the more they show, the more you know it, it gets you thinking. Because you know people have broke down the videotapes and put it in different you know time and slowed it down to point five this and point five that, and people have just come up with all these. And, it, and some of them actually make sense. You look like well, then it do make a little sense. So I got you just going crazy. And I think it's like you said because the delay of releasing things, and they still don't have the autopsy. You know, resort, right. and then um, the hotel employees was kind of acting strange. They said, but I just read earlier that the hotel, the Crown Plaza, has offered to pay for all her funeral expenses. But you know, I'm thinking, okay, that that would only well, be you right. Know, so. Yeah, yeah, and you know, let's just say I'm at the hotel and I slip on some water, hit my head, and die. Right. The the hotel is still responsible because that death happened on their property due to some negligence. But I'm just curious. You're right. I think I don't know why people have been so attracted to this story other than it's like a mystery. But sometimes things are just simple. I think we overcomplicate things. Sometimes it's just not all that. Now, I don't know. And neither do a lot of other people. I don't know. And you're right. It can pull you in or suck you in to some of these theories that make sense. But I, I'd rather just wait till we have some more pieces to this puzzle because the more and, people get involved, the crazier it gets. Yeah, but like, you know, Tanisha, we've been friends for a long time, and we know you go to a function together, you leave together. We don't leave with no strange people. We don't let nobody walk on right. the front before. Right. You know, nothing like that, you know. We've been to plenty of functions together in our younger days, and we... Well, we, Pam, well, hold, on, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like in my spirit that you're going to reveal some parts of our past that don't no. need to be shared on the air. <laughs> I'm never going to say that, that we drank anything. We didn't do that. I'm just saying just at parties in general. People, yeah, yeah. Don't read, don't read into Ooh. our story either. Don't read right. to our story uh, either. They gonna start. It'll be another conspiracy theory. It'll, it'll be another theory out. <laughs> I, I, I think the way my eyes are to the side now. You know. <laughs> no, you're right. Now that that one part, I think everybody can agree on, is that friends should not 
leave their friends, especially when they're incoherent, intoxicated, aren't able to make sound decisions or sound choices. So that part, yeah, I think people were a little disturbed and rightly so at that. Right. That was, then, then to leave the hotel in her mama's car without her. That's that confusing. Her pal just, yeah, stop, stop, because you're going to make my mind hurt. Stop. <laughs> because I'm sure it'll still be in the news next week, and maybe we'll have some more information. But I want to jump to another story because I heard in the news this past week that there was a break or some type of breach into uh, Equifax. And, Jay, did you have a scoop on that? Because I need to know what's going on with my credit. Listen, listen. If you have not checked your (laughs) Equifax score, go and do it now. Uh, Okay. Right now? uh, Well, right now, ASAP, as soon as possible, honey, because here is the tea on Equifax. So, according to the Washington Post and several other sources, over 143 million Americans' personal information, their Social Security numbers, birth dates, addresses, names, all that that stuff, was discovered by hackers. And, of course, Equifax supposedly has known about this since March 2017. But it didn't come. Wait a minute. Right. Hold on, because I got to get some math going. March, April, May, June, Carry on. Carry on. All right. So, again, as I said, Equifax knew about it as early as March 2017. They claimed that they tried to fix it, but then the company's security team noticed some suspicious network activity on July 29th and uh-huh. took this particular software portal offline shortly thereafter. Now, here is the craziness. So the hackers had access to their system from May 13th through July 30th, as far as the uh, computer security firm that they hired is able to tell. Uh Now, again, interestingly enough, uh, Equifax is also facing several class action lawsuits. Uh, they're being investigated by the Federal Trade Commission, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, and state attorney generals all over the country are even doing their own investigations. And two of their top officials, Susan Modlin, their top security officer, and David Webb, their chief technology officer, are, according to the Washington Post, retiring. And I put retiring in air quotes. And Ms. Maudlin had already been under the microscope because of her lack of experience for, uh, I guess, working in technology and computer security because Hunger was a college music major. Now, I don't know whether, you know, after she, after she decided to, that playing the violin wasn't going to be lucrative, she decided to go and uh, study computer <laughs> security, IT, and all that wonderful stuff. Anyway, she and, uh, and, and Mr. Webb are going to the house. Oh. So, um, yeah, and Equifax's CEO is scheduled to testify in front of Congress in October. So, again, if you have not checked your credit score, go on and do it. Now, I personally believe that uh, Equifax needs to just, just raise everybody's score on up. To, uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. 
Yeah, and I just checked mine. It's still four ninety. So I don't know what they're doing. They obviously didn't hack my stuff. Thank you. Oh my goodness! They, they didn't. They didn't hack mine either. But I'm checking every day because I'm. I'm thinking mine is gonna be on the come up after a while. And while they edit, I'm hoping that wh- whoever hacked Equifax can go on and hack. Uh, hack these good to loan people and make you know what? all that. Why nobody <laughs> never hacks Sally Mae or the student loan people? I don't Baby, know. We I'm, have. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on that because the way my life is set up and the way my loans are set up, once I get through with this doctorate. I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to come to Knoxville and move in with one of y'all or something. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, come on Professor Yeah. Well, look, look, let me move, let me move to the next story, trending in the news, uh, involving yet another acquittal of an officer who killed an unarmed black man. So former officer Jason Stockley was found not guilty of the first-degree murder charge in the shooting of Anthony Lamar Smith. That was back in December of 2011. So just to remind us of the incident, Stockley shot and killed Smith after a police chase, which involved an alleged drug deal. And Stockley claimed that he was in fear for his life as the 24-year-old reached in his car to grab a gun, which, by the way, the prosecution says Stockley planted to justify the killing. And Stockley can also be heard in the police dashboard camera video saying that he's going to kill that MF. So, y'all know what happened next. The protests began. And actually, what started as a peaceful rally turned violent. I don't know how it went left, but according to the Huffington Post, officers started firing tear gas as people broke windows. They were throwing bricks and bottles at the officers. Protesters also threw rocks and paint at the home of St. Louis Mayor uh, Little Cruson. So nine city officers and a state trooper were injured, and at least 23 people were taken into custody. And this just sounds like a repeat rerun of stories that often occur in the news. You know, the officer is acquitted, people get mad, and they protest, and the cycle continues. So I don't know if there's much to say about this, but I want to remind us that being a drug dealer, at least not according to the law books, as I've most recently learned them to be, it's not a death sentence. We have things called a trial, and we have jury, and we have a, a criminal justice system that is supposed to do, you know, it's it's not supposed to happen on the spot. So regardless of whether he allegedly was a drug dealer or not, I don't think he should have been killed in such a manner. That's just me. Right. How do you and, uh, how do you say that you're gonna kill a MF and then get out for it? That's because he's a police officer. Yeah, basically. Mm. Mm. Jay, that I'm was it. Ready mm. to say again. <laughs> yeah, mm. and this this story is all too familiar. Same song, second verse. Right, right. So, okay. Well, before we sign off today, it's a couple of things. I know uh, Pam has a story for the Crazy Chronicles and. It's not funny crazy, but it it definitely is off the charts as far as being strange. Yeah, and this uh, crazy story is coming out of Plano, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas, Texas. Um, Okay. Meredith Lane's um, estranged husband was at a bar, you know, watching the football game, uh, Dallas Cowboys and New York Giants, and he was talking to some 
patrons there, and he was talking about his wife, soon to be ex-wife. Mm-hmm. He was like, I think she's cheating on me, so I'm going to go over to her house because I know she's having some friends over. So he goes to the house, pulls up. She sees him outside. She tells her friends, let me go out here and talk to him. So they get to talk Wait a minute. He, he, um, he said she's cheating on him, but they're in the middle of a divorce. Yeah, they're in the middle of a divorce, and he's okay, she, she, cheating on him. So she okay. goes outside to talk to him. Na- neighbors look, and this is from the story from the neighbors. They get to arguing. She says, you know, I'm going to go back in the house now. You can leave. He pulls out a gun and shoots her, then proceeds to oh. go in the house and shoot the people watching the game. Some people are outside because they were barbecuing her. He goes out there and shoots them, kills nine of her friends watching the game. Oh, my gosh. The, the police come, and he's still like, he's not going to give up his gun up, so they had to kill him. So it's just crazy that he just, you know, people, when I first Ten read people it, dead. And it's a, yeah, nine people plus him are dead. So when I first read it, I was thinking, this can't be real, because, you know, I didn't hadn't heard anything about it. You know, right. local news, you know, national news, anything. But it's really some, really some crazy people in the world. You go just to your friend's house to watch a football game and don't go home. Get killed. I know. It's like you got to screen your friends and ask them, is anybody mad at you? You got a crazy ex-boyfriend, a crazy ex-husband. I mean, right. I don't know. Love can make you snap, but that's just ridiculous. Yeah, wow. that's that's that, that's really ridiculous. You know, just that she was the only only child. It's uh-huh. just it's just sad sad all the way around. It's sad. Well, apparently, uh, Wendy Williams was caught vacationing with her husband, and some pictures leaked, and it set social media on fire. And I just wanted to bring up that story because I read Professor J's comment that she looked like the letter P, and I almost died. I was watching Sesame Street today. Brought to you by the letter P. The letter P. Her upper body was a thirty-something year old. Her lower body was eighty-three. And that. Had, had she stuck one of her legs out, she would have been shaped like the letter R. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Well, look, you know, she is known to really uh, come down hard on people. And so I think that's why people were so eager to find entertainment and delight in these pictures. But, I mean, truth be told, they, they look a mess. So if you haven't seen it, you can sure visit our website, www.talkingwitht.com, under today's show and give us your take on the Wendy Williams picks and any other other stories that we shared today, and uh, including this last one about Kevin Hart, who has come forward to apologize to his new pregnant wife after a sexually charged video emerged and the person in the video, I guess, tried to extort him for money. Now, I don't think people are buying it, even though he had this little emotional Instagram video saying he was sorry and he wasn't perfect. But since he's currently married to the woman he cheated on his first wife with, I think people are more like, boy, bye. You know what I mean? They, we, <laughs> right. she, know, we're not she knew what she signed up for. She knew what she signed up for. You you cheated with him, and now he's cheating on you, and it's just like a cycle. He's a serial cheater. Is that called karma? That's called karma, and 
its finest 3D. form in 3D. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Live in a living color, surround sound. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I came with y'all oh. today. You know what? <laughs> That's it for this bit. I'm so glad to have the two of you back together on the team. And I can't wait to hear what the two of you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. Well, once again, we've come to the end. But don't forget to help me celebrate hometown heroes and tease top teens by sending me a message on social media or visiting www.talkingwitht.com to nominate good people doing good things. If you have something to share and want to be heard on Talking With T, I invite you to call in at 865-409-1170. Again, that's 865 865- Four zero nine eleven seventy. Remember that you can listen to Talking with T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Speaker, or Google Music. New shows will continue to come out each Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking with T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Will Rogers, do something September. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with T.